Headline News. Good morning, this is your Money FM News at 8 with Elliot Danka and Yasmin Yonkers. We start with local news. A batch of 1,700 silver generation ambassadors are ready and raring to go after completing the training. The ambassadors who are volunteers had to undergo 12 hours of classroom training at a new training facility at the Silver Generation Office. The facility, which was officially launched by Health Minister Gan Kim Yong last Friday, is located in the Ministry of National Development Building at Maxwell Road. The body of a man was found floating in the sea off Sentosa last night, two days after he was reported missing in that area. The missing man was Singaporean Jake Seet Chun Heng, who is believed to have had more than 10 years of diving experience. He had been conducting underwater operations for the vessel Jork at the Western Anchorage when he went missing. In Asian news, the United States have taken to a popular Chinese social media platform to ramp up its criticism of Beijing's demand that airlines list Taiwan as part of China. But the message earned little sympathy on the tightly monitored website. The U.S. Embassy posted on its official Weibo account the Mandarin translation of a White House statement that dismissed China's request to foreign air carriers as Orwellian nonsense. The post inspired tens of thousands of comments, but instead of supportive messages, it triggered patriotic posts on a platform that's closely watched and censored by the authorities. Japan is offering advanced facial recognition technology that would ensure smooth immigration clearance between Malaysia and Singapore as part of its uh, bid for the Kuala Lumpur-Singapore high-speed rail project. Officials say that if commuters need to take a long time in immigration, then a high-speed rail would not be efficient and beneficial for the commuters. Japan's bid for the 50 to 60 billion ringgit, 350-kilometer high-speed rail project will also feature a financial package that would would include the issuance of sukuk bonds and an overall budget that would cover the required train services and immigration systems. And finally in world news, an investigation by the United Nations mission in Afghanistan has found that the most that most of the victims of a government raid in Kunduth province last month were children. A report on the attack says that at least six, at least 36 people were killed and more than 70 were injured. From Kabul, here's the BBC's Shoabi Sharafi. The UN report is based on more than 90 interviews with victims, witnesses, officials and medical personnel. It concludes that rockets and heavy machine gun fire were used on a religious gathering, killing and injuring more than 100 civilians, the majority of them children. At the time, the Afghan government said the military targeted an important Taliban gathering, killing key figures. It insisted any civilians died in Taliban counterattacks. And that was the BBC's Shoabi Sharafi. U.S. President Donald Trump says that he will announce a decision on the future of the Iran nuclear deal at 2 p.m. U.S. time today as European countries pile pressure on Washington to remain in the 2015 agreement. Now, Trump has threatened to withdraw from the deal, which provided Iran with relief from economic sanctions in exchange for limiting its uranium enrichment capacity. Unless European signatories uh, to accord fix will what he has called its shortcoming. Um, Trump has until the May May the 12th to decide whether to reintroduce U.S. sanctions on Iran, which would deal a heavy blow to the agreement. Get more news at the Business Times and the Straits Times.